I also made the case for winning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. So it's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Wish we can add more time, uh, but I got a lot going on, a lot of good things going on. Damn, my mic is hot. I can see it from here. Am I loud? Yeah, I mean, I can hear you. Fuck. Yeah. Anybody, anybody can hear me. I bet you the folks sitting outside right now can hear me. Parker can probably hear me right now, too. Yeah, I'm going to hear you out on 6th Street in front of P. Terry's. A hundred percent. Just like we were hearing that uh, homeless dude when we were recording the other day. No, that's not just one dude. I mean, that's a, that's an all day chorus going on there. That's a tribe down there. Yeah. yeah. Well, under the influence, what's this? Episode three? I think this is episode three. Episode three. Kev, yeah. what's going on, man? Man, a lot's going on out there. Uh, personally, things are good. Just had a birthday. Celebrated. Another, Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Celebrate another lap around the sun. Hey, depending on when you're hearing this, shoot Kev over some sets. That would be cool. Yeah, I, I would appreciate that. Fuck yeah. I will say thank you. <laughs> we we have, always say thank you here, Alan talking a bit. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, do we do boost at the end or what are, are we doing at the beginning? I think we had something. Did we have something? Well, yeah. go ahead. Hit, hit him up. Oh, I could check. Oh, sure. I could yeah. check on phone. Yeah, yeah. I got you. What you can. I'm trying to get a few more of the guys over here on this side of the fence. Uh, uh over on the studio. Before I check boost, let me check uh who well, just responded. That's, that's exactly the angle I was going in the boost. You'll you'll see in a second, because I did reply to one. Okay. Hold on, I just. So what we're talking about here is uh, our open, uh, open format here, where if you happen to be near the Commons on the last Friday of the month around 5 p.m., uh, sometimes we're a little bit late getting going, but that's only because we work hard at our day jobs, and uh, so it's an open format, so anyone can come and uh, sit in and and be a part of the show and uh, contribute to the conversation, um, you know and also participate in value for value splits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is great. This is uh, literally, I'm going to be a little bit more blunt than Kev here. This is Kev keeping talking a bits on life support. Uh, but no, it's, it's a lot of fun. I look forward to these conversations. Definitely something to do at the end of the month. It actually makes sense at the end of the month because a lot of shit goes down. Mm -hmm. uh, it makes sense and it doesn't because you would like to report on that stuff. Mm -hmm. But like we get time to see it kind of go down. Because yeah. a lot of podcasts like, they have to. That's what they do. They have to jump on it right away. And mm -hmm. then shit happens after. Right. And then they got to like trace back or whatever. Like we got the ability to like see it play out for a month and then be able to talk about it. Right. Uh, for the value for value segment, Fiat Bad. We got a, uh, I, met, I believe I met Fiat Bad. If it's the same uh, uh, gentleman that I'm thinking about, shout out to you over at uh, White Oaks in Bluffton, Georgia. Mm. Yeah. White Oaks I, Farm. Random. I, I know. I don't know that person, but Fiat Bad. I, I like your name and- I like that uh, you're, you're jumping in and, and shooting over some, some sats here. What, what did Fiat Bad have to say? Yeah, uh, I believe it's the guy. Anyways, if Fiat Bad, that's you. Hit, hit me up with another boost, I guess, and mm. let me know if I got you correct. But, uh, yeah, we met. Uh, this is going to be random. We met at this massive satellite bonfire. And what I mean by that is you can probably see it from space. Like, it was, it was at White Oaks. Uh, Mr. Will basically told everybody at the, at the Beef Initiative Conference, hey, meet me, like, a few yards over there. We got a field where we're going to burn this bitch up. And it was crazy. Anyways, that's and where I met Fiat Bad. They burned a satellite? 
they they should have. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it was crazy. It was massive. But anyways, um, great conversation. Uh, when are you doing the next uh, Under the Influence? Maybe I'll join you in Austin. In which uh, you replied. Oh, this was, okay, this was the one I replied <laughs> Is that to. Episode two. Yeah, yep, that was the last one. Um, yeah, last Friday of each month. Fiat Bad, you already know the deal, man. Uh, yeah, come down. I know that sounds kind of uh, weird and maybe against what you're used to, like showing up to a podcast, but. We're different. We're, yeah, we're trying to do something different here. Fuck yeah. Trying to, trying to open the doors to the Bitcoin world and these discussions. And, you know, it, you listen to your favorite podcast and, and uh, you, you listen to it long enough, you, you may start to kind of hold these people in, in high esteem. And, and they kind of become a little bit less accessible that way. Or you, you get this weird mentality and trying to shatter that with this and just open it up to the world, essentially. Uh, you know, if you want to try and DDoS our, our pod, you know, send 100 people in here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, that might not work out. So I, this well, I, you know, it would take uh, it's proof of work, right? You got to get down here. You got to you got to walk yourself into this room and and you know stand in front of us. I guess now. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's not that. I I just think it's uh you know the TFTC ethos lives in the studio. So I mm. think most people would probably be like, I can't be in there. Oh, I can't go. See, over that's there. the thing. We gotta we gotta shatter that mentality. We should. Bitcoin's for everyone. Yeah. Can, everyone can talk about Bitcoin. Absolutely. You know, we're not gatekeepers here. We're we're gate smashers. And I, I mean, not speaking for him, but speaking enough with him, I think Marty would be like, "Hell yeah, come down." Yeah, that, that's Marty's bag. Thank Mar you, Marty, for letting us use your studio. By the way, yeah, it's it's, a, it's lovely in here. It's a beautiful space, man. It it's really a, is. It's well equipped. It's nice, and it's uh, right at the heart of everything that we got going on. So yeah, right, let's jump into the topics here. Uh, Fiat bad yeah. though. You're welcome to join us whenever. Anybody who's listening. I know it's uh, against the grain, but that's what we like to do. Yeah, come on down. Don't be shy. Um, I just noticed you have the old UC logo on there. Okay. Well, I do have the updated uh, version in my uh, in my backpack here. I just have not, uh, you know, gone through the the official update of pulling the the old one off, putting the new one on. But uh, yeah, you know, I got I got shit from Steven. I'm gonna put him on blast. But uh, yeah, yeah, he was. And, and the reason I'm I'm okay with putting him on blast is because he's a hundred percent correct. So I got the new logo, but mm. I got the one with the Bitcoin instead of the North Star. I got both. He doesn't like the Bitcoin one. Why is that? Because he's right. That's not what the logo is. That's, just, not, that's it, not our chained logo. That's yeah, correct. You, you just made up a logo. So like to him, it's like we spent all this time getting it right. And then we for, hard for For it. douches like me. <laughs> <laughs> to basically create my own version. Of, well, I didn't create it. I didn't make the sticker, but to replicate the same version of the... And I get that. In a way... It is the logo. <laughs> I hope he comes over because I would love for him to explain if, it. If you look at the 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 gif, you know, of the, the twenty one second video, yeah. it's not a gif, that's a video. If you look at that twenty one second, you know, transformation video thing, yeah. you know, the very last few frames, it's Bitcoin there and then yes. it flips to the star. So yeah. In a way. But that's not of, the logo. It's the pre logo. Maybe yeah. the genesis of the logo. Right. It's and, part of yeah. the animation that makes the logo. Yeah. But yeah, I, I get it. He, he explained it much more eloquently, and I don't want to make him sound like he's a Grinch. He's not. But right. when I was like, hey, man, why? He gave me like this like awesome answer. I'm like, oh, shit. It is good reasoning. It's, yeah, it's yeah. hard to battle that. I'm just being a uh, devil's advocate here. Yeah, and it's still but, on my computer. So yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> it didn't change much. There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, jumping into uh, our list for discussion today, uh, this is something that uh, this was kind of the shot heard around the world in terms of the Bitcoin world. Mm. And then uh, this is one of those events that kind of leaks outside of, of that world and, and into normie world and, and gets people kind of scratching their heads and thinking a little bit. But <clears throat> there's a lot, a lot to be said about this and we won't go too deep into it. We're going to touch on just some fundamental parts of it. But sure. BlackRock wants your Bitcoin. And they want you 
to trust them with it. Uh, BlackRock is like, uh, I don't have a good analogy before, but some type of like monster type entity figure that kind of just looms over you or sleeps under your bed. Yeah, we already got the, the Goldman Sachs has this reputation of being like this tentacled squid that gets into everything. What's BlackRock? Are they like... The yeah. Sarlacc from Star Wars. This, there's this Maybe, basically yeah. like black hole built into land that just swallows everything. That They're definitely in the monster family. They're not good for Bitcoin. Yeah, not good for the average person. But yeah, yeah. What was the headline there? What do, what well, do they want to do? They they want to uh, have the first. Well, they, what people are claiming, what a lot of people are just saying is like the first spot Bitcoin ETF. Yeah. Um, which in in some ways that's that's accurate. Um, one way that that I've learned that uh, from, from several different people who have gone way into the weeds on this is that they don't actually have to honor redemptions. Um, and, but in Bitcoin, um, they can refuse them unless it's one of their approved parties, which are broker dealers. And it's this whole, you know, we talked about gatekeeping and everything just yeah. a minute ago. This is like financial system gatekeeping here where there's only approved parties allowed to do certain things. And it, it, uh, for, for, people and entities that can't and when I say can't uh, self-custody I mean like they're essentially like prohibited in some way um it, it doesn't uh it, it doesn't line up with with you know regular management of funds for that entity so some businesses you know who would you even trust with private keys yeah and you know multi-sig is so beyond you know sort of the the mainstream in terms of custodying solu custody solutions that um you know, they're not even thinking about that kind of a thing. And it's, it's so new that so much time has to be invested just to learn about how you can translate your existing sort of treasury model and, and making sure that assets are safeguarded and, and layering Bitcoin into that and figuring out how to, you know, pull all the levers and set up all the safeguards and the guardrails to make sure that funds are used appropriately and, and remain property of the business and remain in custody of the business. And so sure. a lot of, uh, a lot of entities over recent years have, have wanted exposure to Bitcoin, but they have no way of doing it with their own private keys. And, yeah. and then it's a matter of selecting a custodian. And then there's all these other things that go along with that and board approvals, et cetera. Yeah. Um, one thing to think about here is that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize about BlackRock fundamentally is they own almost everything in the world. Yeah. And, and, you know, not by a fact of like, you're not by the, the observable fact of like, oh, they have the deed to my house. They own my house. And it's like, no, they, that company that services your house might be a fully owned subsidiary of a larger company that is publicly traded and BlackRock owns a controlling share of yeah. that company. Yeah. So in that way, you know, you, you multiply that across all publicly traded companies out there, or at least the largest ones that uh, influence markets or consumers or or, you know, are, are dominating their area in a, in a, in a big way, you know, BlackRock has controlling shares in them or, or it's BlackRock and Vanguard have controlling shares. And then if you look at who has the most shares of Vanguard, well, it's BlackRock. So Some in a way they shit, kind yeah. of own like everything or control everything. And that's why you've seen this, you know, ESG originated with BlackRock, Larry Fink, and all that, um, uh, all that stuff then permeated throughout the rest of our society such yeah. that, such that you say ESG and like almost everybody knows what you're talking about, but you say Bitcoin multi-sig and like, huh? Yeah. It's right, like, well, right. this ESG came from one company. Bitcoin's like decentralizing way out in the whole world. And how is it, how is it everybody's organizing their lives around ESG and they haven't even heard of Bitcoin. It's kind of this weird thing of like power and influence. And that's how this, this, uh, 
this this ESG stuff gets gets spread out and gets companies to behave differently. Um, yeah, to, to act differently. Acts Budweiser. Oh, Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're... Exactly. And that, <laughs> that would have been in the social, the S part of that ESG, the social part. Right, right, right. Uh, and of, I know that's a small yeah. fry, but like, and just going back to the point of how it changes company behavior. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you need yeah. to get these damn points so you can get this damn yeah. funding. I mean, in, in my previous life, it was, uh, you know, one year there wasn't, you know, anything to be heard about pride or anything like that. Right. Uh, my previous gig. And then all of a sudden one year, June came around and it was like, fill out in your company bio, you know, what your orientation is, you yeah, know, yeah. we want to celebrate it. And, you know, then, you know, what are, what is your particular branch doing for, for a pride month? And like, you need to be doing this and doing that. And so there was just this, it's more of a push rather than like, you're welcome to celebrate yeah, you know, yeah. yourself and, and with your peers and everything as, as yeah. appropriate. It was just more of a, a push to do it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, or get no money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. eight years later, looking backwards, it's like, oh, okay, now it's really easy just to add this up and see where it came from. It came, you know, you just follow the money. BlackRock yeah. owns everything. They have like so much money. Is uh, it true that they're, uh, uh, and this could have just been like a Twitter post or something, but like they own like, uh, uh, is it, uh, one of the big DNA companies? Is it, uh, Ancestral? Like 23 and Me or something? Yeah, some shit. I think yeah. BlackRock is the upper entity I, I, there. It, it would not be surprised. Which is wild to me because it's yeah. like now you have like a monopoly on real estate. You have yeah. a monopoly in all these other arenas. You have a monopoly on DNA science. You yeah. have a, I mean, they own your DNA. You, yeah. You did. Well, not mine, but. Well, yeah, not mine either. I didn't yeah, send yeah. it off, but they do have. Yeah, some, I didn't need to know that I was. Part they African do, somewhere down they, the road. They I definitely, <laughs> they definitely have some of my family stuff because I have a few family members that have yeah. submitted their info over. And I'm sure yeah. I've given blood somewhere that I've been cut. Oh, yeah, uh, that's probably yeah. it too. Trying to be a healthy guy. Yeah. Definitely. Well, you're trying to help out other people that might be dying in a hospital, and you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, they could use a, a pint of blood right now. I don't donate blood often, so okay. I'll be, be foolish to lie. It's my dad a, does, but it's been a minute for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Personally. I just know that, like, I mean, especially here in Austin, when you start talking about like the alternative health market, mm -hmm. then like the first thing is like you go get labs, right? You mm -hmm. go see where your mineral yeah. levels at, your, yeah. your T's at, uh, your thyroid's at. You go see all this stuff. So like, yeah, if they didn't get me through Ancestry dot com mm -hmm. or whatever or whatever that is, yeah. they definitely got me on the alternative health market. Yeah. Blood right. Bank of Central Texas or whatever. Got got your data in there. Somebody you know, got me. Got for you all sure. sequenced out. And like, I know exactly how it don't. Jose's DNA looks yeah. like and everything. Anyway, the next Jose won't be a douche. We could just take yeah. this part. All right, <laughs> that's right. We're gonna clone him. Uh, back to back to BlackRock. Uh, so, you know, they want your Bitcoin, and for some people who haven't, you know, taken a deep dive into custody options that, that could work for them, or looked into the world of of self custody and and all the options available there, they still may be thinking it's just too hard for me. Yeah. Uh, so, Jose, is self-custody, is it too hard? Well, I mean, it seems like we come on here and show all the time. <laughs> but uh, I have an inside scoop that says that there's a way better way to custody your Bitcoin, especially if you're a business. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, we won't show Unchained. You guys yeah. can do your own homework. If you got a business, go but, for it. But, yeah. There, but generally speaking, though. There's a way to do this right. You know, like you're you're going from, okay, I just got the guts to get a Coinbase account and buy some Bitcoin. And, and now... You know, I'm, I'm going to the next person to me that looks like a Bitcoin expert and trying to get information from them of like, how do I make sure that this is mine? Because I'm seeing all this, all these headlines come out, not your keys, not your coin, right. uh, seeing all of these collapses. Like they saw BlockFi, they saw FTX, they saw all this stuff happen. 
and they don't want it to happen to them, which is why they opened a Coinbase account and bought Bitcoin through them because they figured it was the biggest one. But now SEC is going after them. BlackRock's trying to use them for custody of the Bitcoin for the ETF. So that's a little bit interesting there. Different, oh, different, different aside there. But going back to the self-custody thing, like what's, what's your next move? You know, if I'm, if I'm coming up to you, Jose, and I say, hey, like I'm, I'm trying to get my Bitcoin off of Coinbase, but I, I don't know even what to do next. Yeah. Like what's, because I've been thinking about this, like taking people from zero to multi-sig is, is something that, that we talk about a lot at Unchained. But, yeah. but um, you know, those are, those are, those may be, individuals that are ready to just like jump straight into this this rabbit hole and yeah. just go head first like let take me down the first 10 levels as fast as you can i want i need to get there now yeah and they have that kind of drive and motivation and that can help with the learning experience because they're so focused on achieving this this level of self-custody and and really isolating themselves from counterparty risk yeah um and so, you know, you're going to have those individuals. I think that's a different bucket. That's a different animal. Those are, when you have significant motivation, you can do almost anything. Yeah. You can, you know, have a reusable rocket if yeah, you yeah. wanted to, you know. Uh, For cheap. <laughs> yeah. And, and, so, and so in thinking that, like, what's that next baby step where, where someone is just like mildly concerned and you're trying to get them down that yellow brick road or orange brick road rather yeah. uh, to, to self-custody and you know, what, what is a good, good sort of next thing? Is it mobile wallet? Is it go, you know, just go straight to, uh, you know, signing device and then get that private key on there and start teaching them about those 12 words. And yeah, well, first of all, I'm going to, and this is a business or this is a person. This is just a regular old Joe. A regular dude. Oh who's man. A, who's just a little bit concerned and, and is, is wanting to, to and I don't know this dude, right? It's not like a family member. None of that. You know, yeah. But, but yeah. they see you in an uh, unchained shirt and they're like, I've seen that logo. Yeah, with, but with the Bitcoin in it. Oh, the Obama logo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It looks familiar to me. Yeah, uh, um, it's a really good question. I, I think it's damn near an impossible one. Not because there isn't an answer, because we know what the answer is, uh, but I think more because everybody has their own way of of riffing on it. Everybody has their own uh, approach to it. I have gotten to a point where I am going to try to indulge multi sig before single sig. Mm, interesting, Be because I think it's backwards for me to show you how to do this and then once you learn it say that you're about to not do that mm -hmm. and do something else yeah so i want you to start learning what i want what i want the endpoint to be yeah so we're going to mm -hmm. talk about right off the rip now if one of the questions from them comes at like hey man i had a buddy that told me he could just do this with one device mm -hmm. then that's where you kind of have to bridge that gap and right. kind of say well you know single points of failure and all that but i'm getting more comfortable with saying like hey, this is a type of asset where you don't want one key mm -hmm. you want multiple you know arenas to get into it and then on the business perspective it's like you want to be able to do this correctly you want mm -hmm. to be able to spread these keys around so my approach is to go straight to you know the easy one which is if it's on coinbase they have the key maybe having to explain to this person what a key is because they're probably thinking you mm -hmm. know a typical key or some type of password or something like that uh, and then from there saying hey there's layers of security that you could enact uh and then i show unchained mm -hmm. uh not because i work here but because the people that have done this more than anybody else in the Bitcoin space work here. Mm -hmm. And I could easily get them over to a Tyler. I could easily get them over to even the solutions team, a Trey, uh, a Cam, and they're going to be able to blow their socks off in an explanation more than I can. Yeah. I'm just going to like start and then like jump into a rant. I'm like, oh, they fucking stole our money and he's fucking, it's like, hey, dude, it's like, I don't care about none of that shit. <laughs> so uh, get them to the pros, I guess, is my TLDR. Yeah. Um, but I will bypass single sig. I see. I will. 
How about that's, you? That's a good argument. You know, I've been thinking that uh, more like a video game really okay. lately and thinking about leveling up your character, mm. right? Like my brother just, you know, told me the other night he beat Diablo 4 and I'm like, dude, I haven't even like looked at the game yet. Me neither. It just came out and like that. less than a month ago and, uh, and he's already beat it and everything. And I'm like, man, I spent so much time playing Diablo 2 and a lot playing Diablo 3. I've, you know, I don't know about the commitment level that I yeah. have, have now for video games and stuff. Like I've... I think I said this before. I'm still playing the same two games from basically when my daughter was born. Yeah. Because just and since, they are since then. Oh, it's it's Rocket League and Madden 20. Nice. Uh, Madden 20. Why 20? You up with the years? My daughter was born in 2019. Okay. And so when she was like six months old, uh, that's when uh, uh, 20. I think. Wait. No, they they do it like a year. I think you like might be right. If it's 2023 now, like the one that's coming out in August or September is going to be Madden 24. I think it's when the season ends. So, yeah. Right. The season ends in 2024, Super Bowl, February. So, then maybe I got Madden 19. I don't know. Either way, you but rock a Madden. Whatever I got, it was like $10 off. So, I think it was the previous <laughs> year or something. And and I got it uh, almost uh, almost mid-season. And, uh, and I was just playing that because like I really liked NCAA and I couldn't keep you can't play it anymore unless you have the original discs those games are nowhere to be found right. because of all the licensing and stuff no, none of this shit was on the list and i don't even remember the original point uh except video yeah. games um well you, it was uh shilling oh uh, yeah leveling so, up leveling yep, up that's yep. right I, I brought us here yeah i should, yeah. I should know. no i threw uh, us away by saying what games yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm interested right. in yeah. playing <laughs> yeah um so so you leveling up your character right like you're you like in diablo you don't kill diablo five minutes after you get the game Right, you you go Most through all this this whole adventure, this whole story. You're you're leveling up your character. You're adding stat points and skills, and you know you're acquiring items and all this stuff. And that's kind of how I'm looking at this this journey in Bitcoin. You know, some people are gonna be the hardcore motivated ones that maybe they'll beat Diablo very fast. Yeah, and 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 get through it because they're very motivated to get there. They invest a lot of time right up front. And, and they're just going. But if you're like the casual gamer and you're like, oh, I'll do it an hour a week or something like that, you know, it doesn't uh, it doesn't make sense to me to, to to go down that path and then go straight to the end of like maximum security, minimum single points of failure if they're going to forget it all between now and seven days from now or sure. 14 days from now when the next time they sign in and the next time they, they log on or, or whatever it is and, and remember how to use those, those things. Um, and, and so, you know, maybe I don't know what the what the proper next answer is or the next step is. But if you're going from Coinbase, maybe it's like you're testing it out, uh, testing single sig out with a software wallet with a small amount of sliver of funds you sure. know, from your Coinbase account and or whatever exchange. You know, the point is to eventually get everything off of the exchange uh, because you never know uh, when they're going to go under now. <laughs> they just kind of evaporate. Uh, as soon as the SEC looks their way or, you know, something happens, uh, they're just poof, gone, or you get rugged or something like that, or, you know, a hacker. And so, um, you know, I think, I think like this gradual thing of like, yeah, software wallet, and then, okay, let's get you a cold card. Let's run through this. Let's do some, some tests and stuff. Let's show you Sparrow. Okay. Let's, you know, look at, uh, uh getting another cold card or, you know, a, uh, another device that, that you can use as multi-sig. Um, you could use Trezor Ledger, Bitbox, or, you know, however, there's, there's a ton of them out sure. there. Um, but, but kind of gradually 
you know, walking them down the stairs into the pool versus telling them to just dive headfirst in the deep end um, with, with no lifeguard on duty or anything like that. And so, you know, it's just something I've been mulling over. Um, I think that people people probably build self-custody up in their head to be a lot harder than it is. 100%. And there are varying degrees. I think it's just really important to to consider that uh, when you're trying to help people. Um, yeah. And, and and to answer this question that I put on here, is self-custody too hard? You know, I, it's not. But no. what flavor are you using? Are you prepared for the trade-offs? Do you understand the trade-offs? Do you understand the limitations and everything? I think that is part that needs to be a little bit better um, I mean, you, everybody talks about 12 words. They're just like, you do 12 words. You can memorize it. Dude, it's fine. But yeah. nobody talks about like kind of the other things around that and what comes next. And yeah, it's fundamental layer. You can use those, that BIP 39C words to, um, you know, secure it yeah. just fine with a passphrase or without whatever. Uh, and, and obviously we like multi-sig here, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just something that fascinates me because everybody's different and yep. everyone's going to have their own preferences and trade-offs and everything. So, yeah, I, I'll give a little, I guess, devil's advocate, but also try to find a middle ground here um, on why I would go, you know, as I said, straight to multi-sig um, and the video game analogy, mm-hmm. as we all know in video games, I can die and try again. Yeah. If I lose my Bitcoin, I don't try again. Mm-hmm. So to me is learn how to do it right the first time. Right. Because if you, if I tell you to go single, say, uh, if I, if I try to judge, and this is back to the person explaining to the other person, if I go back to judge your proficiency and say, yeah, single sig will be all right for you, man. I mean, that's a good way to start. You can start off real slow and stuff. That's me already saying you're not smart enough to figure it out, which puts doubt in their head. That's one. Fair point. The second part is, is that if they do fuck up that single sig game over, and then they're going to be mad at me. Mm. Right, because oh, you told me to go single sig and private keys. This would have never happened on Coinbase. Blah blah blah. Right, that mm-hmm. conversation. So um, there, and then the advantageous part about multi sig that most people don't even really think about, except those that are in the weeds, is that because there's no single point of failure, you actually have a learning environment that's safe, safer. So now you can get onboarded to collaborative custody. There's already most of that weight being lifted because you have a partner for that key. Great. Now you have two keys. And if you really want to get frivolous and start learning some stuff about private keys and wiping devices and all that, well, wipe away because you got two other keys that are going to back you up in that learning experience. So now you turn this thing that seemed like an uphill climb in the beginning because it's more wallets into a better, safer environment to play around and learn more. Ladies and gentlemen, Jose has won the debate. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a middle. I just know that like, once again, the video game stuff, like, you get to try again most yeah. things. Like if I fall off a bike, I could get up and do it again, yeah. right? But like in this game, right, it's over. It, and and to be honest with you, I I just went whole hog straight to from I went from, from single to multi without really understanding everything, all these trade offs and everything. Yeah. But I did make sure that my words were secure, and so I had that backing me up. Fortunately, I haven't had any disastrous events and have migrated to different setups and keys and things, and it's been been a learning journey personally everybody had to learn sometime um but uh but yeah that's that's something that i wasn't really considering is real time you know even while you're practicing and everything you still have all these safeguards versus you know my path my suggested or uh prescribed path from from just a couple minutes ago yeah involved risk well i just went through a few weeks ago and this is sort of doxing but not really everybody should actually do this um i went and did what i call i guess my yearly maintenance so Mm -hmm. i went and made sure my seeds were good um i actually upgraded my wife's device to a better device 
uh, well, arguably better. They all did the same shit, mm -hmm. but an arguably better device and, you know, recover her seeds and all. And my point is, is that my comfort level through all that is, yes, I'm, I know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. but it was also like, oh, I'm safe. Yeah. Like as long as I don't wipe both keys at the same time. You know, I could do one at a time. Right. I can make sure it works. I can sign and then do it again. And I don't think single sig gives you that. Uh, the only way you can do that in single sig is the advice that I've heard some people say, which is when you get started, right. put $10, recover the seed, make sure the $10 yeah. is the, but like. Once every, you have it all on there already, that's like, oh crap. Don't try that. Then you now got to go get a new device, generate yeah. a new seed, do all the stuff you should have done the first time with that one and then move over and then you could test the other one. And then if it works out, you're like, okay, great. Well, now you got two devices. And even that's a slippery slope because yeah, if you true. get one of those steps off, mm -hmm. like if you wipe before you restore or yeah. anything, see you later, buddy. No, Game over. That's so. why you get another device. You just, yeah. that way you have the one working and then the new one and it's, you can move from one to the other. Yeah. yeah. So multi-signature, yeah. I mean, it's advanced security, but it's also advanced playground. Because mm -hmm. of the, like you said, the, the the securities and safeguards you have in place. Yeah. So if you want training wheels for your hardware devices, then you might want to get multi-sig. I agree. Yeah. So, but I did also go from like I had single sig for a little bit, and I was kind of versed in that. And then um, once I found out about multi-sig, I didn't do much research. I just went mm -hmm. balls in. And I was like, fuck yeah. yeah, this makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that nothing went wrong in that process. But yeah, I could have fucked myself in that. Yep. That rush to try to do whatever the hell I thought I was trying to do. Uh. Multi-sig is king. Speaking of losing your coins. Yeah. Prime Trust. <laughs> big oof. Big, big oof. I've talked mad shit about them in this podcast before, too. Oof. So, like, I'm glad I was, like, ahead on something. I'd be right on some things, and Prime Trust was one of them. This is one of those things where, you know, I, I never really paid too much attention to them. I used Swan, and, and I knew that they had Prime Trust. Prime Trust had a booth right across from us in Bitcoin 21. Did they? Um, yeah, I think it might have been right before you joined yep. uh, Unchained. But I remember just looking at it, and I was like, man, their booth is huge. They got, you know, all this fancy lighting, and they got all these companies that they're working with. Wow, it's really crazy over there. I know they do, like, a bunch of shit coins and stuff, but, like, it, it seemed like they're, you know, doing all right. Yeah. Two years later, not the case. They're done. They're bankrupt. They don't even have much Bitcoin. Um and they have uh, a whole ton of an illiquid shitcoin called uh, Audio. I oh, don't know. I missed that part of the story. I didn't oh, know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently, there's like $60 million of this Audio coin on there. Audio um, coin. Yeah. And there's no oh, wow. way There's no way they're going to get $60 million if they try to liquidate it all. So, yeah, so creative, Audio coin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I have no idea. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Well, I knew they were at, like, what's the... What's the um, I'm blanking on them. They do cash app. What's the uh, the the fiat bank that Sutton part? Bank Sutton, right? Yeah. So Prime Trust reminds me of Sutton Bank in many ways. And my thought process, but I mean Sutton Bank doesn't have Bitcoin exposure, so they're just fiat. They can mm -hmm. lie because you can lie with fiat. Mm -hmm. uh, but Prime Trust had Bitcoin exposure or were you know incorporated with companies that was using Bitcoin. So I'm worried about Sutton Bank just like I was worried about Prime Trust. If you have one bank that seems to be associated with every single fucking vendor. That must be a monopoly and there must be a, a single point of failure there. That's that's a very good point. I mean, we saw the same thing with Silicon Valley Bank, with Signature Bank, with Silvergate. You had this collection of crypto companies that were all banking these it's super banking red flag. These people. Yeah. That's an amazing red flag. So Prime Trust was the same thing. I was just waiting for it. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, can, can I get some shit for saying this? Like, I, I'm, I'm going to say it nicely so I won't get in any shit for saying this. I stay away from everything Swan does. Uh-huh. So I'll just leave it at that. You guys could use your imagination and, and you've heard me talk before. You probably know what energy I'm on. But like anything that Swan puts their hands on, I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm good. That's like my flag to stay away from it. 
and yeah. I've never used Swan as a uh, like as a DCA tactic. Yeah. I think the only exposure I had to Swan and they canned them uh, was Crowd Health, and Crowd Health was using Swan as like the where they hold yeah. your Bitcoin sir. But I never got to that point because you're supposed uh, the the first four months of Crowd Health doesn't do that. You yeah, don't get not, the Swan. You're not converting into Bitcoin at that point. And yeah. then by the time I got to my third month, they've already went under. Well, they're mm -hmm. already separated from Crowd Health and Prime Trust and all that situation because right. of the Swan situation. Um, so thankfully, I've never had to use a Swan product, even mm -hmm. you know, in the Crowd Health example. Uh, but yeah, man, I I stay away from anything that they do, man. I don't. There's something to me about um, I don't even know how to call it, man. Like. Because when I say it, I say it the wrong way and then people are just like, oh, you're just mad because you are not in doing that or making that money or whatever. But to me, it's like, I just hate bullshit marketing. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. It works. Yeah. Like, but that doesn't mean that I have to enjoy that. And that doesn't have to mean that I have to partake. And ultimately, since this is a microphone, I can say whatever the fuck I want to say. It doesn't mean that I have to agree with the fuck you guys are saying. And Swan has that shady, like weird marketing uh, arm that they have where it's like, they're just, I don't know, they just poison and everything that they touch. And it mm -hmm. sucks because I had Jan uh, very early on on the Talking Bits Life, like episode three or four. Uh, after talking with Jan, after the show got offline or whatever, I have a huge respect for him. I thought I had a huge respect for uh, Corey. Uh, but damn, you guys ain't really doing things in an ethical fashion. Mm. I don't believe so. It was, it was definitely easier to, uh, to, to find the things that Corey was saying favorable when it was going after things like Celsius True. and Terra Luna. True. Uh, easy to, easy to cheer for him. Things that you know are poison yeah. just by looking at it yeah. on face value. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it sucks when, you know, that, that same sort of, um, I guess, bad thing that you've been calling out is, is now on your doorstep and keep the same energy. And, yeah. Keep the same and, energy, and, Corey. And that's, you know, I would have, I think maybe perception might have been a little different, um, you know, because I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter because I spend way too much time there, obviously. Uh, but a lot of stuff on there, people going after him. And uh, I think maybe one thing that could have helped, uh, and maybe he did do this, he's been tweet, he tweets a lot, so it's very possible I just missed this one. But uh, critiquing himself as, as if he was, um, you know, you know, critiquing like Mashinsky. Or somebody uh, from Celsius, where you know, here's this guy who touts all these things about, uh, you know, everyone should self custody. We don't like shit coins and all this other stuff. But yet, Prime Trust was there, and and people had had mentioned that before all this collapse stuff happening. But uh, but it was one of those things where you know everything Swan was doing and saying was like, oh, it's so great. You know, they're helping people. They're you know denouncing scams and all this. Where that sort of a statement just didn't carry a lot of water at the time. And then of course, prime trust dead body floats to the surface. And now everybody's getting out their pitchforks and right. their torches and they're, they're, they're going out and they're hungry for blood. And it's just, um, yeah, it, it's kind of, it was a little bit of a lesson of, of, of like, you know, if you're, if you're going to preach these kind of things, like maybe you should do them yourself. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I appreciate your statement there. Cause yeah, I don't want to like pounce on the Swan team mm -hmm. or Corey, because to be quite frank, I think, we need every Bitcoin company yeah. to win. Like they, it, we, they, we, we need that. But yeah, now you put, because of your, what I'm going to say or uh, speculate was your many stacked up high time preference decisions mm. now have finally come to catch up with to you. To catch up with yeah. you. And now I just need you to keep the same energy. Mm -hmm. But 
Uh, I think uh, Jevy shared this, but uh, UD basically brought up a good point, which was like, hey, it wasn't too long ago mm-hmm. that Corey was telling people to like, like get like what well, I don't I forgot the proper term, but like when you refi or remortgage your house or whatever to buy Bitcoin. Oh yeah, like yeah. like lever up on uh, uh, or uh, yeah, refinance your. Um Oh my gosh! Take out a home equity line of credit or some shit like that. What Sailor was saying, there was a bunch of people that were yeah. saying that. But like Get cash out of your house. Your the difference equity. between Sailor saying it is yeah. that he never told you what to do with it, mm-hmm. and then Corey naturally, because of his business, was like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, you just put it in prime." They, they were going <laughs> to launch a product. They were going <laughs> to launch that Bitcoin mortgage. Right, yeah. but the. Bitcoin was gonna be on Prime Trust. Yeah, well, so like, not no more. I want right. I want to get off of the the, the Swan team because mm-hmm. I want every Bitcoin business to win. Of course. Um, and, and yeah, and put the magnifying glass back on Prime Trust because right. what a debacle. Yeah. What a what a shit. And, and then who who knows if like most people assume because Swan was using Prime Trust that that somehow means that Swan knew what was happening behind doors right. at, at Prime Trust, and that's exactly. not true. Like I have a Netflix account, but I don't know what they're doing over there. Yeah, well, I know they're cooking <laughs> me. <I don't> know. <laughs> that's for sure. They got some weird shit going on over there. But yeah, the point is, is that's another assumption that a lot of Bitcoiners are taking because they want to fire off at Corey. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, you don't necessarily know that their numbers are fucked. Yeah. Like they're not telling you. They're not showing up to right. the meeting and saying, hey, man. <laughs> Plus there's there's more nuance there too um, around you know, a, a qualified custodian and bankruptcy and clawbacks and things like that that you know, pre-bankruptcy, pre-prime trust, you know, imploding, um, you know, those were good guarantees to rely upon. You had your client funds like legally segregated and phys- uh, and they had, um, you know, equitable title to their own, their own Bitcoin and everything. And all that all sounds great. But when you're, when your custodian doesn't, doesn't operate properly and they yeah. declare bankruptcy, like that's a problem. That's a huge that's, problem. It's a very yeah. big problem. And it, and, uh, you know, I got to say, like, kudos for getting out in time because every second, every minute mattered in that transition. And it did seem kind of sudden at the time. And then the prime trust news started happening and you're like, oh, OK, was there was there a sniff of of something beforehand? But you might remember months ago, prime trust didn't get their MTL review renewed for Texas. Yep. And that was a big thing, um, you know, as a swan client i got the emails and yep. everything and, and as I'm a sure, full client as a full client too yeah, yeah. i mean I, I hadn't opted into their beta for buying so i just never i did i, I, I got a whopping 15 dollars before yeah. they <laughs> before they pulled it but uh <laughs> but but it was something that uh was a flag that could have been the red flag for Corey, where he was like oh no you guys clearly don't have your house in order you can't even maintain mtls on an annual basis yeah we're out yeah. and moving a bigger you know the uh, you know, Swan's gotten a lot of notoriety in the space and it stands to reason they've gotten a lot of clients. So they had probably swelled up and it was probably going to be several weeks to months for them to be able to affect a transition to, to, to somewhere, Yeah, you know, let alone a new company. Fortress. Did they transition? Yeah. Fortress and BitGo. Okay. So maybe they're kind of doing, leaning more towards BitGo while Fortress is still bringing up their infrastructure or something like that. Like this stuff doesn't happen overnight. You yeah. and I know, yep. um, you know, having your own infrastructure is, is a tall order, but when you do it and you do it right, like it, it pays dividends for decades to come. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and if, like I said, you do it right, it's going to be way more advantageous than using a wrapper or being a wrapper for prime trust or, or whatever. Um, and I just, one time I, I, I will move on here, but, uh, I, I love, uh, this, this sort of, I guess, saying or something that one day it occurred to me of, you know, every time a shit coiner cries, a Bitcoiner gets their laser eyes. <laughs> and 
what people <laughs> may funny. not realize is that's not one of these things where, um, you know, I ring a bell here and an angel gets his wings there. What I'm saying is this shit coiner turns into a Bitcoiner, gets laser eyes all in the span of a second because they realize the importance of cell custody. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to self custody shit coins like that and run a shit coin node, like more power to you, that's very difficult uh, in some ways, sometimes hard to find out how. Uh, very easy to do it in Bitcoin. Um, sure. And it's very low barrier to entry and you're, you're in a very strong position running a node and, and there's so many guarantees from Bitcoin. So I think that, um, you know, this, this saying here uh, is the same person going through a transformation as they're getting rugged. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, it's, and it's a big lesson. There's a lot of lessons there. Yeah, people just don't want, and then we, I think we even, we've talked about this, so many people just don't want responsibility, man. Yeah. There's nothing, like, listen, we could scream custody until we are dead, mm -hmm. and which we probably will. But, like, there's still a huge part of the population that's like, man, fuck that, Cash App is cool. <laughs> the Bitcoin conference, man. I don't know if you saw, like, the one of the very first videos I saw come out of there was this guy at the news desk there uh, just talking about how, he didn't want to have to self-custody because he didn't want to have to worry about losing his own Bitcoin. The main reason was he wanted someone else to do it. So when they screw up, he can go after them. You're just not going to get, you're not going to get anything out of them because they yeah. don't, they don't have the Bitcoin. It's not like they can make more, print more. That's what I mean. He or, must think it's like a stock. Yeah. yeah he's you know, fiat minded. It's just going to print some more in the basement. Here you go. No, yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck going after that Bitcoin that is, that is nowhere to be found. That's been, right. you know, whisked away to some other private key somewhere. And I've never found that as like a, uh, like since the beginning of my time in Bitcoin, people have always told me like, oh yeah, well like, you know, they could give you the value of it back. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. Because you're just giving me dirty money, right. like worthless money back yeah. to try to justify the fact that you lost my priceless entity or uh, asset, I should say. Right. So it's like, I hate that excuse of like, no, nah, this insurance is that cover that. No, not in this right. ballgame. It just doesn't work that way. And as time goes on, the problem gets bigger and harder to solve for because as Bitcoin becomes more valuable, yeah. you get tapped out a lot faster in mm. terms of being able to replace it even with fiat. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want that shit. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah, not to mention you don't want it. Um, Imagine somebody like losing your Lambo and come pulling up in the Honda Civic. Like, I got you. No, you don't got me. Mm -hmm. You don't got me. No. What is this? <laughs> what are you pulling up in right here? <laughs> like, yeah, nah, like that's how I think about it. It's like, you just lost my Lambo, fam. Yeah. And you just gave me the Honda Accord with the low AC here. Like, what the fuck? Is no features in there. Now we got leather seats in this bitch. Uh, but that's the trade off that I'm thinking when people go that route. And many people have come to me and said that. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it doesn't matter because Cash App or whoever, I, I like to pick on Cash App. I love Cash App. But uh, Cash App or whatever would just, you know, they'll try to use whatever, FDIC or whatever. No, no that's not what, how this one works. The funny thing is, is like that kind of stuff means less and less now. And the more and more of these companies go bankrupt and go belly up and everything is because those are just, at the end of the day, those are just words on paper. Yeah. That's not UTXOs in addresses that my private keys control. Good point. Those are words on paper. So I can't even prove it. Yeah. Because it didn't exist. They just fucking put it in their own wallet and walked away with it. And Maybe. Also, <laughs> you know, you, everybody, well, not everybody, but, you know, there, I, I would venture to say there's probably a fair amount of people that think that we're still on a gold standard or something like that. Certainly not the case. No. There are people out there that believe that banks are, you know, keeping a lot in reserves. Definitely not the case. Nope not required to keep anything in reserves. Yeah. People are just 
kind of going down this this stream just of like, oh, everything's great. Everything's going to be fine. Like my bank has got me. My this has got me. My custodians got me until one day they don't. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, when that day approaches, you're going to go back to those words on paper and you're going to try and use those as swords and they're not going to work for you because Bitcoin doesn't work that way. And there's all those people that think the Federal Reserve is federal and has reserves, which they do not. None of them. (laughs) Which is kind of strange. Uh, Yeah, this world is nuts, bro. (laughs) Some bullshit going on out here, I'll tell you. It's laughable, but it's scary as hell too, man. It's just one of those things. But yeah, people, to loop back, people just don't want, like you can say custody all the time, and to them that seems like work, Mm -hmm. and people don't want to work. Like Mm -hmm. whether it's like physical labor, as you can see, we're probably the laziest society, lazier than we've ever been. Uh, and, And the same thing with like, having to do something like protect your keys or anything like that. Mm-hmm. People are just lazy, bro. They don't care about it. And the only people that really do care about it in this context are the ones that just truly understand what Bitcoin is. Because right. now you, it's not just about custody. It's about what you're custody in, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I, if I have, let's just say gold, I'm probably going to pay less attention to that than my Bitcoin. So I'm going to learn my custody tactics better, my strategy, my anything with Bitcoin. And then my gold, I'm just going to rely on good old, I'm going to put the shit in the backyard. Yeah, and it's not going to advance. I'm not going to learn anything from it. I'm not going to do anything. So I think it depends. Rock. It's the stakes. It depends what you, what on what you're going to learn about gold. It's a rock. It's a shiny one, though. It, it is a shiny one. <laughs> you can electrify it. It's a rock. Great. Uh, listen, but I could get a hopefully a half a cow for that rock at some point. But yeah, you can. I, I'm not a gold hater. I, I don't think it's obviously for the fact that you know the difficulty of transacting in gold and all that. You know, I could get killed along the way and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All that's true, but I still think there is a place for metals, basically. And mm-hmm. I still think that although they won't be vast, they won't be more superior than Bitcoin would be. There is an environment where people that hold gold will be able to transfer that at some point, and it could mm-hmm. be much better off than the like a good easy example. Shit goes under whatever. Well, citadels. What if the dude is given the half a cow just doesn't do tech? Like I'm talking about like Bitcoin or QR codes or transfer. Mm-hmm. No, fam. So like, yeah. and he's the only one in your area, which is highly unlikely. It, but It stands to reason he could be into gold then if he's not doing Well, the tech. thing is, is that like here in Austin, we assume that all ranchers know about Bitcoin because mm-hmm. there's a good amount that do. But that's not the case. Bitcoin is still very bad to most farmers and ranchers. Like I remember going to Bluffton and Mr. Will. And he was like, look, I get it. But like, it's not, it's not um, at this point. It's not doing anything to the business of because mm-hmm. it's very low numbers and thin margins as it is. It's not doing anything that's going to make me want to now invest in it. Mm-hmm. Now, by the end of the Beef Initiative Conference, I think he kind of got the point that it's like, oh, I could preserve time this way. Yes. Right. So you can do that. But uh, Mr. Will and, and White Oaks is probably one of the biggest regenerative farms in America. Mm-hmm. And he got orange pill that day. And he's a big one. So imagine the smaller ones who don't know jack about it. Right. So the assumption of Bitcoiners and when it comes to the Citadel lifestyle is, oh, we're just going to pull up and we're going to give the, the, uh, the farmer some Bitcoin and he's going to give me a half a cow. That's not true. Right. That's an assumption at, at best. Yeah. So it's like maybe most ranchers are probably still going to be transacting in precious metals. And then you, us, because we do like to laugh at, at, at Peter Schiff and gold and all that are going to be the <laughs> ones that are asking the gold bugs if we can get some of their fucking cow because they don't transact in Bitcoin. Yeah. Now... If we buy ourselves enough time for farmers and ranchers to obviously adopt Bitcoin, then that's not a problem. Most of them will. But I, I like to think about that. Like if shit were to go down, let's say next year, uh, obviously nobody knows, but if shit were to go down next year, I think the Bitcoiners are, are going to be kind of screwed. 
you'll be able to transact with other Bitcoiners. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you can find your people. People always find their people. But the assumption that when shit goes under, you're just going to be able to like shoot somebody some sets. That's a naive assumption. It is. It is because you think about the, the, the total penetration of Bitcoin into the planet, uh, you know, populated by humans, how many humans are using it. It's, you know, 1% if we're, if we're having a really great day, it's, yeah. it's 1% of uh, the global population. And so there's a one in 100 chance, essentially, that you're going to talk to someone that will be uh, able to accept Bitcoin that, that you want to send them. So then that begets the next question of, okay, if, if this fiat currency is just going to continue dying, are, how are these farmers, how are these ranchers storing their wealth? Are they just storing it in dollars or are they just taking all their dollars like, uh, you know, some of the Bitcoin camp does every time they, um, you know, get paid and they're just throwing it right back into what they know and will work for them. And they're just buying literally as many cows as they can instead of saving anything because they know that the cows are a better store of value than the dollar. hundred percent. And so they're maxed out. They're on zero, right? Yep. They're, they're zero fiat. They're, they're hundred percent cow. Yep. Uh, and it's a great ratio. Yeah. It's great. It's great for us because we want to go buy it from them. Absolutely. And then, you know, so, so there's an education piece there for sure. Um, the, I guess the question is, is what's going to push these, these ranchers to really sit and think about, these things instead of just making the knee jerk reaction of, Oh, you know, dollars not working for me, but cows have always worked for me. So I'm, I'm doing that yeah. instead. It's what I know. Um, you know, and they never search for a better money or something yeah. and they just continue to kind of tolerate the fiat system. And, and like a lot of other countries where you get paid and you just immediately try to go spend it all on things that are valuable uh, because they're going to hold their value better. You know, bleach is going to hold its value better than your fiat currency in your country because you can do shit with bleach. There's, you know, there's, there's value in it yeah. uh, that is common to more than just that person that, that has the bleach. Uh, and so, you know, transitioning towards our next uh, point here, actually, something I really wanted to get into last time. Hopefully I'm not going to keep you too long uh, getting no. in here to, to the Bitcoin boom report by yeah. tour, a, a real breakdown uh, to do it justice because as of our last meeting, I, uh, our last, last episode, I did not, uh, had not read it. So I listened to, you know, Guy Swan read it as, as most people listen to uh, articles in the Bitcoin space. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I got a shitload out of it. Um, yeah. So I want you to lead this part of the combo then. Um, I yeah. read it. I obviously found a lot of value, but um, macro turns my brain off, dude. Really? Like, I don't, I, I know it's it's important to know, but mm -hmm. like, I've, I've had this conversation, I think with JR and a few others, like, if you were to ask me like my order of things of why Bitcoin, I think macro is like very low on there, dude. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I, I just think there's a lot of that stuff that, and this is where I want you to correct me or, uh, and, and, and let us go through that report. Like, to me is like, the, most of the macro stuff is still heavily dependent on fiat systems. Like the way the the regular, the, the certain actions around the world, the certain news events trigger certain things. So to me, it's like, man, I don't even want to chase that type of news cycle. Like I could give two shits about that. But when it comes to explaining Bitcoin boom, it's very powerful to use. Yeah. So you're going to definitely need to carry this part of the conversation because I'm not the macro guy. Okay, well, that's fine. I'm not a macro guy either. I'm not, yeah. a, ma I'm not a macro bro. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but a lot I, of that was macro numbers, right? Or did I misread that whole report? Oh, no, you're, you're definitely right. Okay. Like, this yeah. is a zoomed out, you know, this is not looking at, you know, a city and, yeah. and 
Bitcoin or even a state. This is talking about the world. Right. And yeah, right here on the front page, global macro predicament is a powerful tailwind for Bitcoin. There's right. there's definitely a lot here yeah. that is more of just like a, I wouldn't say all encompassing because that means you're addressing everything, but it's more of a general sure. sort of a, of a perspective. And Tur, uh, Tur Demeester, uh, the author of this article uh, at Adamant Research, he's made a lot of bold claims about Bitcoin over the last decade. Um, and, you know, starting in 2012, investors and fund managers likely do themselves a favor by keeping an eye on Bitcoin. November 2012, Bitcoin is $11. I bet the entire world was laughing at him sure. uh, at that point in time. But he continued his research. November 2015, made another bold claim. And then April 2019, another one. And these are all in bear markets. Uh, well, the 2012 one was kind of uh, right before a big peak uh, in 2013. But November 2015, that was that was a bear. Uh, and then April 2019, that was right the end of the bear um, in the last sort of cycle there. But getting back to the original point of, of this concept of, of value, you know, value means uh, a lot of things to, uh, to different people, um, or, or rather value means different things to different people. And so like they, there's this, this saying of there's, there's intrinsic value uh, and it's, it's really hard to really back that up because the value that I place on something that I believe is intrinsic to that something is not going to be the same value that you ascribe to it or the same value that Parker or Marty or, you know, any other Bitcoiner out there. Right. Even, even though we all love Bitcoin and we all denominate our lives in Bitcoin, we still don't even value things at the same level of Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, from person to person. Um, and so it's, it's a really, it, it's something that, that people have to kind of wrap their head around and get past that there's no physical aspect to Bitcoin. There's no, um, there's no way to really like look at it and say it with your eyes. You have to use your node. You have to use these signing devices. And, and there's this thing of like, how do I know that this is really happening or how do I know this or that? And, and sure, that, that can be really um, daunting and really, uh, really intimidating. But getting past the fact that you can't touch it or see it, um, you know, in, in space, in meat space here, this is a cyberspace phenomenon here. Yeah. This is a paradigm shift, right? Like when people were <clears throat> walking from place to place, you know, and they see a horse, like, oh, man, that's a lot faster. That was a, that's a big paradigm shift. Sure. You can do a lot with that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and then thinking, oh, the horse is just going to be the fastest mode of travel that we'll ever have. And then the car comes along. It's not quite as good as a horse in all the ways, but it's, it's you know, it's there and it's, it's very different. Yeah. And trying to, you know, build that into something that is a lot faster, can go a lot longer uh, distances on a tank of gas or whatever you're using. Um, you know, that's not something that everyone is thinking about. Right. They, they know how a horse works. You just keep feeding it and keep giving it water. It keeps going and for 40 years and then dies. Yep. You know, this car thing, like so much unknown about it. I don't know how to fix my own car. Yeah. I mean, from front to back, I can, I can do an oil change. I could probably troubleshoot some stuff. Sure. Like I'm pretty good to a point. Uh, and, and that's the thing is like everybody is starting. Like we said, everybody has to learn about Bitcoin Yeah. and everyone has to start somewhere. And if you, if you start in the wrong frame, you're never going to get there. And people who started in the wrong frame with the car and saying, you know, that'll never work. You can't go any, like, I can go so much farther on my horse. Well, they didn't even consider that 
that could be developed and built into something much better yeah. and upgraded. And so the same, something similar with Bitcoin is, you know, in its infant stages, it was not anything like what it is now. Well, it actually was a lot like it is now, but <laughs> the same, but actually, it's pretty much the same uh, <laughs> in, in terms of how it works. But there's some neat little new bells and whistles that sure. allow you to do things better, yeah. more efficiently, sometimes twice or three times as efficient yep. as Bitcoin was when it first was developed. And we're getting there inside of 15 years uh, and, and having these breakthroughs in Bitcoin and uh, different transaction types, different uh, you know, purposes, different, different uses or really different ways to use Bitcoin. Um, and so, you know, ultimately it's a full reserve bank for saving in cyberspace. And that's, you know, direct quote from, uh, from this report here. I just thought that that was something that, that uh, is, is certainly sort of this, uh, a really big uh, consideration to have for people that are trying to evaluate Bitcoin and trying to like port it into their world. And the paper, it goes, you know, the first section is, as an investor, why do I even care about Bitcoin? It's got quotes from, it's got some great quotes in here, man. It's got quotes from yes. Warren Buffett. It's got quotes from Peter Schiff. It's yeah. got Michael Saylor and Satoshi. Um, and so you're like, well, those are kind of diametrically opposed uh, groups of people there. You've got the rat poison squared comment. You've got this intrinsic value comment from Schiff, obviously. Uh, and then you've got Satoshi and Saylor. And it, it's, it's, Funny because obviously Satoshi understands Bitcoin and obviously Sailor does. Sure. And they're speaking about it from a perspective of what it actually is and what it does. And then Buffett and Schiff are looking at it from the perspective of that thing is, is something else and it's just so bad compared to everything that I currently know. They're not speaking from the, an inside perspective, you know, understanding Bitcoin and how sure. it works and looking outwards. They're looking into Bitcoin from the outside. And that I think is, is something really like it's this paradigm shift that you have to make in your brain first for you to really even start talking about it accurately. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know why those two would never get to that point though? Cause I smell it as uh and it's, which is what they see it is, is, is a threat to their empire. Yeah. So they, they can never switch that, what I would call sim sympathetic mindset, where it's like, let me try to figure this out. Because, man, this is going to knock down the kingdom that I built. Yeah. yeah. And, so. and maybe maybe not, maybe not. it's Buffett more than Schiff. Uh, because, uh, Schiff has a little kingdom, but yeah, I know what you mean. Well, not the kingdom part, oh. but the, 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 like the, the, um, like Schiff doesn't really have much gold. He's, he's come out and said Schiff this. Schiff has thing. Bitcoin. He probably has more Bitcoin than motherfuckers. Even well, he definitely does now because he's actually been doing ordinal shit. Word? Yeah, okay, yeah, dude, yeah. I, it, all of a sudden, Peter Schiff became a Bitcoiner, and we didn't notice. And it was like, "What? Uh, you, you're doing it. ordinal auctions? You're getting Bit? You're receiving Bitcoin for this? Are you are you a Bitcoiner? Yeah. Like, are you using Bitcoin? No, you're just going to turn around and sell it for some some cash or something, and go buy some European stocks or something <laughs> like that? Because that's what he's into. I listened to his pod for way too long. He yeah. talks about talks about that stuff. Um, so uh, so a lot of a lot of great historical references in. Um, this this first part about why caring about why should you care about Bitcoin and and that little bit about intrinsic value I mentioned um, and then secondly uh, as of right now and the previous time that Tur wrote and the previous one before that uh, we're, we're in kind of this the, like a, a an area of the trough maybe this is uh, maybe we haven't bottomed in the trough yet maybe we're on the up and we're not going back down 
this is kind of when he tends to write these reports is like post capitulation of miners and everyone who just got into Bitcoin and then didn't really learn about it or anything. It was just something everyone else was doing kind of FOMO'd and then FOMO'd right back out. Yeah. Uh, And then the bottom came in and, and we had this recovery. And so uh, he states, you know, that the blockchain analysis indicates that it's undervalued. Uh, And the main point is that whales are hodling. Um, And this is something that I had, I was, uh, I I was able to observe in the last cycle because I was paying attention at the right time. It was, between uh, the, the recovery in April of 2019 and having in 2020, where I just had all eyes, ears on Bitcoin. I was just hoovering up all the Bitcoin content I could. And I learned about self-custody, got my own multi-sig going, secured the bag, you know, yep. got set up all in that, that, that year timeframe roughly. And so it's funny because right when I started doing those things, that's when in the last cycle, whales really started holding uh, and, and that was right before, you know, that, that, uh, the, the sort of run up to 13 K in the middle of 2019 and then kind of went back down and then, you know, we went back up, uh, to new highs later. So now is that time again, yeah. where according to data that is available to everybody, cause Bitcoin's public ledger, most Bitcoin is sitting and it is large amounts of Bitcoin in addresses that are sitting uh, as, as in terms of like a trend of, so basically whales are hodling. This is what they do a year before every halving. Uh, yeah. And then as it rises up, they start to exit their positions towards the top. Happens every cycle. Yeah. Um, Why the fuck exit though? So, hey man, one day they're going to exit and they won't be able to get back in. Right, right. I was about to say, yeah, it's so, more for us. So, you know, you can play your trading games, but uh, if you end up with a bag of fiat, that's on you. Um, or you could borrow against your Bitcoin. <laughs> what? Levering up to trade, Jose? I would never. Uh, There's ways to do some it. Some people do it. Yeah. Some people do it. Um, do your own research. Not do a, your own research. Your advice. Sure. Not yeah. advice. Reach out to Co. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reach out to me. Schedule consultation. Uh, no. Uh, and so, you know, current sentiment uh, is, is, is listed as optimism on this report. And I can't disagree. I mean, it, it seems like a lot of things are falling apart out there, but, uh, when you consider, you know, and this could be my perspective too, because I've been around for five plus years and, and I know this, these cycles and I, I know how it feels and, and then I know what comes next. And so, you know, maybe not exactly, not a, not a seer to, uh, to be exact there, but, but right now, you know, the on-chain data shows, there's uh, a lot of accumulation happening right now. Yeah. This, there's a, a figure that has become popularized in the last couple of years, but the net unrealized profit and loss. Um, and that really, uh, there's, there's a nice chart on here. It's very colorful. It's very pretty. But it, and, and just at first glance, you look at it and you're like, oh, we're coming. Uh, we, we were in the red uh, a couple of months ago, and then now we're coming out of it. And it looks like we're going right back up into the yellow and green. So, um, you know, that this is, that's basically the chart. Um, a good time to say, uh, check out Hoddle Waves and Hoddle Cave as well. That's very true. Yeah. Um, that's, oh man, Hoddle Cave, something that blows my mind all the time. Both of them do. But yeah, Hoddle Cave is insane. I, I love the Hoddle Waves because you just see these just crazy lines of just accumulation. These bands come down and over time they just get bigger and bigger and bigger and just more and more people are hodling over time. It's very like, it's very powerful graphic to look at. There's also, a, it's very busy. It's a lot going on. 
So both for their own, yeah. for their own sauce. Sure. Right? Like hotter waves is definitely yeah. conviction is real uh-huh. and we can see it. Yep. Uh, but the hotel, hotel cave and like, if you hold, you will win. Right. <laughs> like, it's it's funny, like you you frame it that way because you know, hotter waves is like you have the conviction. It's like you got like, mm, like I'm I'm gonna do this. Like yeah. I'm I'm here. I'm situated. I'm ready to go. And then you look at the hotel cave, and that one's like, it's a bit scarier. It's more about survival and just yeah. like, do you have mentally what it takes to last? Yeah. Um. And uh. And and so it's you know two sides of the same coin, but yeah, definitely I think- a shout out to to Dhruv Bansal for. Listen, uh, for creating I, those things. I think Cave, uh, both of them, but I think Cave is going to be like, I don't know if there's like a pre, it's going to be in my lineup of things, but like it's the way to orange pull anybody. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to believe me when I tell you that if you hold Bitcoin, let's say five years, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. I will show you. The data's here. It's right there. Yeah. This big blob on the paper with all with these different I rem- colors. It's, I remember, it's all and I, don't, I hope he doesn't get in trouble for this, but I remember, um, Way before they were even like kind of like working on it, uh, Drew and Steven and like kind of mm-hmm. uh, Nick Reckner yeah. shared with me the Hoddle Cave yes. graph. He sure shared it with me too. Yeah, yeah. And and the, it, like at first I was like, what the fuck is this? Me too. And then he explained it to me and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is Orange Crew 101. He explained it to me and then I had to hear it from his voice because I could not understand the words that he had written. And when he when he started, you know, kind of using analogies and anecdotally explaining it, and you have that one that moment, like you said, where oh you're just like, gosh. "Holy shit, this oh is so wicked cool!" It is so cool. Yeah. It's just like, and, and I've even used it to talk to my wife about it, right? Because my wife is like, she understands Bitcoin, she she's with it, all that, but she's not a Bitcoiner like we are. She's not mm-hmm. avid, right? right? So like, to me, is like show even showing her that diagram and letting her know, look, what we're doing to set up our family is like. Data science proven <laughs> to be the right move right now. The best move, if you can really, you can't think of another better move right now. Right. So, especially considering that this is the only form of currency that you can actually custody. Mm-hmm. So, like, to me, I was like, once again, when Nick showed it to me, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, Unchained, I, I keep saying it, and people probably hate me listening to this show. Unchained has the smartest people in Bitcoin, in the room, am, constantly working. Yeah, I'm amazed all the time. I, I never thought this caliber of uh, of colleague could exist all oh so gosh. concentrated. That but, Yeah, but I like Cave more than Wave. Waves yeah. is like, okay, I'm holding and so is everybody else. But Cave is like, you will see. You will, mm-hmm. I mean, Drew says that you there is no way out of the cave because we're never going to sell. <laughs> um, but if you are to sell, it is at least letting you know that if you keep working, if you keep hodling, if you keep going, the cave will end and you will get out of the cave mm-hmm. and see light, I'm assuming. Uh, and the whole Plato's analogy. That, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and read it again. Oh my God, it's so good. This is awesome. Try to do some video content, but yeah, yeah we'll make that happen. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it was and, just a good so, time. Yeah, despite despite the short term, despite looking back six months and saying, "Oh man, you know, you're went down to 15k from 70 is like 85 percent or whatever." Well, yeah, now we're double up from there. But in the meantime, you know, people don't hesitate to declare Bitcoin dead. So we had uh, you know 27 mentions of Bitcoin being dead in 2022. Uh, down from 47 in 2021, it seems like every time there's this uh, this bull peak, you know, 2017, we had 124 
uh, instances in the media where Bitcoin was declared dead. In 2017, where <laughs> it hit why. the high at the very end of the year, did they all wait to the last two weeks of the year when Bitcoin was coming down from 20K to say, oh, it's dead, it's dead, it's dead, 127 times, right? Anyways, uh, so I, I just thought that was interesting. I always like to see the counter. It is funny, yeah. Uh, go up. It just uh, shows how doofy one. people are. Yeah. Like, like, I remember that old like internet or email uh, mm -hmm. I forgot. I was like, it's some oh yeah, the the news heads or whatever. Like, email uh, appears to be just a passing fad as millions give up on it. Or yeah, something yeah, no. Like and that. the dude that was talking about it was like, you gotta do this little like a thing to kind of like connect. To this. Yeah, it's like, yeah, fam. Yeah, it's, it's a key on your keyboard. Boom. Yeah, you did it. Good yeah. Job. But to him, yeah. it was stupid. Foreign. Oh, yeah, I yeah. wonder where he's at right now. Yeah. Well, he's certainly uh, probably sending emails. I bet. He, he probably <laughs> sending emails. Broke as fuck, but he's probably sending emails. <laughs> um, so, but this report is not uh, without this. This Bitcoin boom report is not without um, you know some some humility, some humble pie. Um, you know, it, it does take a look at reasons that uh, the price could go down from here because uh, that's something that that people are concerned about. If this is an investment they're going to make, they want to know why it would be losing value or appearing to be lose value uh, on the surface. And so, um, you know, the first thing up, the least likely thing is a liquidation of known Bitcoin uh, hordes, like large ones. Like everybody thinks, you know, Satoshi's stack is a million Bitcoin. Uh, I thought it was too, but apparently Tour points out here, there's uh, very weak evidence pointing to the fact that Satoshi has uh, a million Bitcoins. Mm. Um, so question is now like, are all those owned by one person? Or sure, that, sure. Or is that, you know, multiple people? Obviously they either A, believe in Bitcoin or B, believe in hodling for a really long time because they haven't moved from when they were mined. They're just sitting there in the block reward in, the, in that address uh, is just sitting there. So that's a, that's a pretty weak argument that Satoshi would sell. I think Satoshi's dead personally, but that's a topic for another episode. If he, sell, if he were to sell <laughs> everything and the price plummets, mm -hmm. well, why would I behave any different than when the price plummets now? I'm just going to buy it. Yeah. I don't, I still, I don't get that argument. Maybe it's like, oh, are you ready for the volatility of him selling all his coins? If he or she, whatever exists. You're like, well, no, uh, no, I don't have enough cash. Like, give me more time. Exactly. <laughs> like to me, it's like, well, resume to what we've been doing and accumulate more exactly. and get it back up. I mean, it's funny because Guy Swan was saying this, the same exact thing oh, okay. at the COVID uh, time. Like March 2020. Uh, uh, I didn't know Guy at the time. But, well, uh, I don't yeah, know him now, neither. but I wasn't listening to Guy. Uh, I wasn't listening to him at the time either, but yeah. I've heard him say this numerous occasions since then was, you know, when when he saw the price was tanking, he was trying to Google and search and like, did something happen to the protocol? Are blocks not being mined? Did we have a reorg? Is there a bug? Or somebody somebody hack Bitcoin? Oh my God, like what's going on? No, it's just a massive sell-off because there's a liquidity crunch. Oh, okay. Let's break out the bank account. Let's go to town. Back at it. Yeah. And so, you know, that that phrase, all of the things being equal, well, with Bitcoin, it always is that because network continues to operate the yeah. same way, regardless of the fiat price, regardless of what Joe Biden trips over, regardless yeah. <laughs> of what we talk about in this studio, Bitcoin is going to Bitcoin and it's a honey badger and it don't care. Right. And so uh, it doesn't matter if Satoshi wants to sell his coin, his, his baby, Bitcoin, does not care yeah. if he sells it. Yeah. It does not care about him. It I want some of give me some of Satoshi yeah. sats, bro. Right? Spread that spread that around. Decentralize. Some it. of that shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. But that then, one never phases yeah. me because I'm like, all right. And well. then there's this idea that the Bitcoin miners that that had been mining for a couple years and missed the 2021 top and now they got bills and they're just gonna, you know, dump the bags on everybody. <laughs> um, you know, that's 
and, and like I said, Tur always comes in post minor capitulation and he does his work. He knows when that is because he sees the minor coins being liquidated with on-chain analysis and everything. So he said there's already strong evidence that that has basically completed its cycle in 2022. And now uh, that everybody has been liquidated who was in a weak position uh, with, you know, operational expenditures and their revenue and all that stuff, all that stuff's been corrected and cleaned out by this creative destruction process that we have in Bitcoin with no bailouts. And now we're all healed up again and ready for another fight. Yeah. So the miners are back at it. They're mining. Uh, well, in Texas, maybe they're shutting down a little bit because it's getting hot as fuck here. It is hot as fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But all the same, it's an unlikely scenario. Then he goes into Mount Gox. I mean, we don't need to tell anybody <laughs> anything about this. It's all out there. But if you have hodled on to your Bitcoin IOUs or whatever this long and not sold it off, like you're not getting rid of them. And when you get that Bitcoin, you're probably not going to sell it either because you've seen what it's done in the last decade. Yeah. What could it do in the next decade? Yeah. You're going to keep hodling it. You haven't obviously needed to spend that money yet because it's been locked up. So yeah. it it really hasn't affected you either way in right. your day-to-day -day life. So they're going to keep hodling probably. Uh, uh, and then uh, another, you know, bearish scenario is, oh, you know, what if a big old exchange bites the dust, et cetera. Um, well, I don't know that anybody created more paper Bitcoin than FTX and, you know, that's, that's just not happening again. And Quite Binance, nice. uh, you know, people, <laughs> people are in this report, he specifically mentions Binance. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I forget exactly where I read this. They may be large in terms of their trading volumes and, and whatnot compared to their competitors. But in terms of their Bitcoin volumes, they account for a very tiny fraction of all the trading that happens. It's less than 1% of mm. like global Bitcoin trade. So that's not even going to be uh, a, a big deal there. Um, I wanted to to get the specific numbers that, that Tor mentions in this report, because what I was talking about um, in terms of their, uh, their market share um, might have been uh, a little bit at odds here, but I actually don't think he uh, mentions mentions much about their size. Um, just that they're a large exchange, and I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, so it might have been something else that that I was thinking of there. Um, and then obviously, you know, this is the one that most people lead with: is could Bitcoin see a legal crackdown? Like, is it, you know, are they is the government's going to ban Bitcoin? It's like no, they they already declared it a long time ago. It's a commodity, and it's being regulated as such. And people pay taxes on the sales of their Bitcoin, just like they pay taxes on the sales of other investments. And the world keeps on ticking. Um, come get it. The, not to mention, you know, <laughs> there's, there's some really strong things going for Bitcoin in, in that camp of, of legal protection. And one of them is that Bitcoin is literally just speech. It's code. The government already lost against that. It lost that fight. Uh, I think it was RSA encryption. Adam Back was very involved in that. Um, he's still around, uh, and he's guaranteed he would be back for another round, uh, if, if need be. Um, among many other people who have now come to understand encryption, cryptography, yeah. public-private key cryptography, a la Bitcoin. Yeah. So he would have millions more people at his side or backing him in some way, um, no pun intended, if he wanted to to go and and 
you know, start that fight again. I don't yeah. think we'll need to because nah. Bitcoin will be, Bitcoin does not care. This is where you get like uh, Eric Kaysen on the ass, mm -hmm. right? This is where it's like, you know, cryptography is the, 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 the um, what do you call it? The fucking spear yeah. that we're going to shove in the heart of government. It's just, you can't do nothing about it. Yeah. You can try. You're going to make it, make it a little bit more difficult. Sure. Add some resistance. Sure. Some hurdles, maybe, but you will ultimately fail. Yes. So it's like, it seems like Tur was just like reaching to try to be like, <laughs> to give like the other side of it. But like yeah. all of those are like FUD and like nothing's going to happen there. Yeah. But he puts that, uh, that's funny. Very, very, uh, probably was harder for him to figure these out than the actual facts. <laughs> he goes, he goes in order. Yeah, exactly. He goes in order of like, you know, what's least likely to happen. Least, yeah. The least likely thing was Satoshi liquidating. The next least likely is Bitcoin seeing legal crackdown. So he started from the bottom and, and going up. And, uh, and so, yeah. So anyways, you know, there might be some, some things that they try to do, but you have states that are already taking measures to protect Bitcoin in their right. state. You've got Texas, Florida, Wyoming. There are plenty of other states that have baked in protections for people. So yeah. And people would just go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They're you know, fucked. I mean, we already saw in COVID people, people you know, talked with their feet or they, yeah. they you know, they, they backed it up with, with moving with their feet. They Absolutely. Left, I'm they one left, of those people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They yeah. left the despotic places. They moved to the places with freedom. Absolutely. People that appreciate freedom and property rights. Absolutely. Um, walked in and got my AR, no problem. There you go. I just doxed myself then. Uh, yeah, well, you did, that, you did that before already. Yeah, Because yeah, you were yeah. talking about a miner in your garage, and you're like, oh, this is right. And, and then I have my AR as well. That's true. So they can come check it out if they want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's take a look at it. Um, <laughs> next one up uh, in terms of uh, more likely uh, is what if Bitcoin is seen as a threat to the dollar or other fiat currencies? Uh, Too late. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing, though. Uh, you know, it's cats out of the bag. If they wanted to defeat Bitcoin, they had the chance a long time ago. Yep. Maybe, maybe when WikiLeaks got their hands on Bitcoin, they could have done something. Sure. But they didn't. And it got stronger. It got bigger. And now it is just outright unstoppable you're going to need almost all the energy in the universe channeled into mining equipment to do a block reorg and if you fail well guess what you just wasted so much money yeah and you're not going to be able to do it again it's like the infinity gauntlet you know if anyone but the hulk or iron man puts that on and uses it well iron man spoiler alert iron man died uh if you didn't uh, see those movies yeah. by now jesus yeah, christ they're, they're all right uh, but, oh, but yeah, the Hulk, the Hulk is, is also like not even really human. He's like of another dimension or something. So he got to survive because he's quite crazy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, getting way into comic book Marvel land, but, <laughs> but it's, it's like that, you know, you, uh, there's, there's just, there's just not going to be, you're not going to see this ban happen. Um, uh, and, and have it, like, you're, oh my God, I, I've just lost my train of thought here. Well, to me, it's like the government is like always in, in between like that rock and that hard place. Cause mm -hmm. it's like the only way, and especially when it comes to cryptography, but in other arenas too, the only way you can stop the population from doing it is by wiping them all off of right. existence. But then you don't exist because mm -hmm. the, ex the population doesn't exist. Yeah. So it's like, you could scare them, right? You could make it difficult, but you can never ultimately win. Yeah. And I think the more and more people realize that, like the and, smaller they get. And the funny thing is, is, you know, this person that amassed all this energy and concentrated and directed and focused it in one way, they could just have mined Bitcoin and had a significant competitive advantage over everybody that they're trying to screw over. And they could have made a lot of money just by mining Bitcoin. Yeah. And rather than literally seeking to scorch the earth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And because that's exactly what would have happened. They would have snapped the fingers if they reorg, if it's even possible. Who knows? 
you know, you might need the power of the sun or something at this Can't point do it, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to power all those, all those machines. But um, yeah. anyways, if it's a threat to the dollar or not, um, it's, uh, it's yet to really be, I guess, internalized among people. People don't see yeah. people. The majority. Hard, people hardly even see Bitcoin. People hardly even understand Bitcoin. The last thing they're thinking is that there is a threat to the dollar out there. Yeah. That it's all they've ever known. And as far as they can tell, it's just going to keep going. Yeah. So no one, there is no widespread thought about this. Like you see these, these hit piece articles come out of like, oh, Bitcoin could, you know, Janet Yellen, Bitcoin could destabilize the dollar and all this. And it's, and, and, you know, that is resonating with exactly one demographic and that's Bitcoiners. Yeah. And it's just like, oh yes, she's, she's starting to understand, yeah. you know, this is going to necessarily attract capital and that is capital that would have otherwise gone to the dollar, would have yeah. otherwise gone to treasuries, would have otherwise gone into the fiat system. And yeah, yeah it's not going to go there anymore. So you're right. To some extent that can happen, Janet Yellen, but maybe not tomorrow, maybe not the next day, but you know, as more and more people adopt it and choose it as their store of value, as their store of their time, as you previously alluded, you know, it's going to gain uh, power in that respect. And yeah, it should. Yeah. Most people don't even know what inflation is, but that's true. My point is, is that like when the, the more the the current fiat dollar continues to I'm not going to use a press, but continues to make life difficult for people, the faster they're going to start noticing the deception of the dollar. And then even faster, they're going to start asking the questions of why is it like this? And then once they do that, then it, it, it's over. It's over. Like yeah. once you go down that like, oh, yeah. that's what's happening. It's over. Game yeah. over. For, so, yeah, when it's you, already a threat. When to you dollar. ask that first why, it's only going to take you about four more yep. whys until you're like, oh, <laughs> Why am I still using the dollar? Right. <laughs> and the people that don't experience that, why? Is because they're well off. Mm -hmm. Right. Fiat is not a deception for them. It's a tool for success. It's a right. tool for a good life. Uh, but I, there's a lot more of the other side of mm -hmm. the middle class, lower class people that are just having a hard time than there is of the dudes that are using fiat as a tool, as a leverage. So yeah. uh, is it a threat to the dollar already? Maybe not to the masses, but as it, it continues to become harder and harder, the natural question is why, mm -hmm. and it's always the deception of the dollar will always rise up, and people are gonna be like, "Holy!" Fuck. I wonder if we're gonna see some of the same stuff though that that uh, people were doing when uh, electricity was becoming more widespread. What do you mean? Uh, there was a lot of a lot of fud for electricity. Really? Really? Believe it or not? Like a blow up your house? Uh, or you well, like you know. Because think of what electricity displaced. It displaced the uh, the people that are hunting whales for oil for lamps. Mm, gotcha. It displaced all the candle makers mm. and stuff. Because all now of candles a sudden, only good for sex. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> they well, lost you, their use. That, well, that's the rebrand, Jose. <laughs> that was the rebrand for candles. <laughs> gotcha, <Okay>. gotcha. <laughs> um, so, or when uh, you know winter storm rolls through Texas, you need candles again. Facts. Uh, so you need everything apparently. <laughs> yeah, you need to be prepared here in Texas. Yeah, you Texans are soft on the weather. <laughs> but, yeah, I got you. So, so you had these ads like taken out in newspapers where they would show like power lines, you know, like regular power lines, but the electricity is like jumping out and like zapping everybody. Oh, like, like that's attacking funny. People and all this stuff. So I wonder how they're going to do that with Bitcoin. Uh, yeah. Uh, because I haven't seen any of these like cartoons or anything really, except the ESG narrative of like, oh, like Bitcoin emits carbon and all this other shit. Do you think it'll be like the uh, old school, like, um, 
uh, the crack and swag stuff, like when they crack the egg and they uh, put it on the fire and it's like, this is your brain oh, on yeah. drugs. This is your brain on Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be stuff like that. Like if you're a Bitcoiner, this is you. <laughs> I could see something like that. that. I would look forward to that. I hang that on my wall. I put that yeah. in my office. I love eggs, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, it'd be fitting that it was an egg too because Bitcoiners yeah. love eggs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Give me your orange joke. Who would be good? Regenerative egg. <laughs> so uh, another uh, P, another bullet point in here is uh, you know would a market crash cause Bitcoin to tailspin? Uh, basically, it it keeps going down like a March twenty twenty thing, but it didn't stop at thirty eight hundred. It would keep going down and down and down and down. And um, as we have seen numerous times, uh, and we will continue to see again, anytime there's a dip, all of a sudden a lot of cash shows up to buy it and. That's just the way that the story is written. Yeah. And there's more conviction now than ever. Oh, yeah. So, like, it, it won't even be as drastic. You know, volatility yeah. will, over the, time, will just... The more dips that Bitcoin has and then recovers 10% from, I think those are the the, the ones that, that lure people in. Like, oh, it didn't die. Again, it didn't die. Yeah. And it's still stronger. And it keeps going. Cement that going, fucking floor. And it's, you know, the optimism just... just uh, culminates and eventually transforms into FOMO and and it's and then you have another cycle. Yeah. Um and then, you know, obviously the the question what to buy? What do I buy? Uh you know, this the the, the title of this report is how to position yourself for the Bitcoin boom. You think it's in the title if you're a Bitcoiner, you think it's all about Bitcoin because Bitcoin's the only thing that's mentioned. But there are it he does address some the, the broader sort of well, I wouldn't even say broader, the separate uh, sphere of crypto um and and just says look like focus exclusively on bitcoin uh, previous reports they did talk about a basket of altcoins and stuff as they did more research at adamant research and as they learned more uh they realized that uh it's it's just the best network uh that, that's going to win out and yeah. bitcoin is the best one it's the most resilient it's the most decentralized it's uh got the most value in it for the participants because of how decentralized it is Facts. and because no one's in control. And so basically every altcoin is the exact opposite of that. And so that's exactly why they're going to fail and their protocols are not going to be as valuable long-term. Um, and then you might ask, okay, well, there's Bitcoin, but then there's also like a ton of Bitcoin only companies out there. Should I invest in those? Um, pretty simple point here that he makes is invest in Bitcoin first and Bitcoin companies later. Uh, you don't really know exactly how things are going to play out in the market. It's still so early that, you know, a lot of these Bitcoin companies may not be around for, you know, in 10 years. And so just because someone is a first mover doesn't mean that they are going to be the thing, the big company 10 years from now, they could make bad decisions. Yeah, yeah. BlockFi, you know, they had Bitcoin and then they did shit coins and now they're not here. Yeah. Uh, they did a whole lot of other bad ideas and bad decisions, but you know, the, the pattern remains the same. Sure. You know, if, you, if you're offering shit coins, like you're likely not going to be around yeah. because you're not focusing on the right things that are sustainable. And so people building products and services around Bitcoin who has proven to be the most resilient protocol out there the most resilient network it's going to be the one that wins it continues to accrue new um new users of the of the protocol every single year and uh, and it's just going to keep uh, keep building um and then he makes some other points here 
you know, about actually investing in companies, you know, obviously your due diligence, like I said, you got to really understand these companies. You got to really know what they're into and what they're doing and the decisions they're making because it really affects things in a very major material way very early on. Uh, again, first mover advantage, it's overrated. A lot can happen. Uh, lean into geographically diversified strategies. You know, Bitcoin is already controversial. Some jurisdictions may enforce things differently. Uh, and so you want to make sure also that they've done their regulatory homework. Um, and then think about timing uh, as well. You know, don't uh, confuse exciting technological designs for their ability to be monetized in any given year. You kind of want to see this trend of steady growth uh, and, and you know that it's not going to be a flash in the pan, a one hit wonder thing and, and, and fade away. You want to see this incremental, um, you know, up into the right trend. Yeah. Like my rap career. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then uh, one term, uh, one fundamental driver of, of the price uh, for Bitcoin here, it's a long-term store of value. Um, yeah. That's going to be the narrative, the narrative for a really long time. Uh, inflation is back. It's not going anywhere. It's going to keep, uh, keep raging uh, for as long as it does. And people are looking for something safe. Uh, the bond cycle, uh, you know, you can only lower rates so so long until you get down to zero, and then you can't hike, and then you have to lower, but then you can't go below zero, and so you're just kind of stuck at this little tiny section where we're at now. Maybe we'll go above six percent, but I don't think we do um, for the Fed funds rate. And so, if if this is the way it is, bonds are just cooked forever, and yeah, and 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 not that long from now, um, and then. Uh, you make some other other points about real estate too. Won't get won't get too into it. Um, the last uh, yeah, we we'll just let them know where to get it too. That's like the listeners. We can let them know where to get the report too. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Jose. Tell them. I don't know actually. <laughs> I know you got to opt in, well, right? So this what event. I what I did was I just Googled Bitcoin. Well, I I boom. I, I kind of uh, yeah, that's a good way to do it. I kind of uh, I had the intact group, so I got it sent to me by obviously oh, somebody yeah, here. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is like I, I this. But I believe you can get it at yeah. Unchained.com. I don't, know, I don't know what the backslash is, but... Yeah, Unchained.com backslash. Oh, man, this is a mouthful. If you just search uh, how to position Bitcoin boom, you'll, you'll find the page. It'll be the first result. And if I remember, I'll just put it in the show notes. Yeah. But. But, uh, but I literally just said the URL, so I really should just say it. It's Unchained.com slash how, and in between each of these next words, there's that hyphen, that yep. dash... So it's how dash to dash position dash Bitcoin dash boom mm. unchained.com slash all that stuff I just said. Uh, and yeah. then you can sign up, get it, uh, get an email to you, all that good stuff. It's free report. Yep. Yep. And it's uh, there's it a lot of value. Yeah, it is. It is free report. And like I said, you know, there's, there's a lot of a really good nuggets of information in there. Um, and if your time preference is low enough, there's probably gonna be a shitload of video content on it. So, Oh yeah. Just wait. Uh, lastly, uh, in terms of drivers for for Bitcoin's price, nation state adoption, El Salvador is, was probably the Michael Saylor of the countries. You know, there hasn't been a whole lot of material, you know, diving in since. Oh, and uh, uh, and so other countries will follow, but it might be later, and it might be like right before or right when they really really need to. Um, he goes on to how how to build a position um, into Bitcoin, and that's you know just how far you want to go into it. How, yeah. how much do you feel comfortable with 
everyone's going to have a different comfort level. Sure. And that's more of a self-evaluation type of thing. I would just refer to the report and just kind of read his, his thoughts there. Obviously, like, make your own decisions, do your own research. This is not advice. And yeah. then the last section, which is my favorite, is uh, how to hodl. I've decided to Bitcoin. I've decided to buy Bitcoin. How do I hodl? Uh, and he goes through all of these different setups, kind of how we were talking about a little bit earlier. He talks about single SIG, talks about multi-SIG, talks about using a custodian. And then he talks about collaborative custody, which we're both very bullish on. Um, yep. Every single one has its own trade-offs. We talked about them a little bit um, earlier. And I, I would just say, read the report to get a good summary. Uh, and then, you know, go out and, and do the research. But eventually, you'll probably land on some form of multi-sig or collaborative custody because you have uh, the best trade-offs there, the least single points of failure, and the least uh, trust that you need to have in any one entity. Yeah, and you could go explore all those. I mean, you're always going to end up in multi-sig at some point. Yeah. Like, as the stack grows, you have no, yeah. there's no... I mean, you could do one of those weird, like, three or fives and all that bullshit, but now you're just cucking yourself at that point. Yeah. And that's a whole other conversation as well. Cause we can go through, we should probably add that for the notes for the next episode. Mm -hmm. But like there is a, a threshold of where more than two of three is a bad idea. So for all the great things I can say, and you can say about two of three, I don't have many good things to say about three or five and et cetera. And all those other weird quorums that you fucking hear about that people are doing nowadays. Um, but yeah, you know, to each their own, do your own homework and back to circle back to the beginning. There's no reduce in this game. Like mm -hmm. this is a, this is a one shot type deal. Uh, and if you are to read, uh, you know, redo or retry, then don't put all your stack. Like, like redo, like fuck up with something small, right. and like don't feel so bad. And I got, I got a story. I'm gonna dox my sister here, and I feel so bad, but it's like it happens, and it can happen, and maybe somebody can learn from this. So my sister, she does have single sig, just uh, you know, joined Unchained, blah blah blah. Uh, so she's there, but before that happened, she had a, her moon wallet. And she kept most of her, uh, uh, she stacked up about 900 bucks there. That's not all her stack, but it's a good stack. So she had 900 bucks on there. Long story, less long. She was excited. She went, she bought the new iPhone. There at the Apple store, the lady's like, I could just transfer everything now, but it's going to wipe the other phone. Didn't think about the Moon wallet. Didn't back it up. Even though Moon has this weird backup system. But anyways, uh, yeah, she cucked herself out of 900 bucks dang and did it yeah and, and i mean 900 bucks it, it's it's a good example but not a good example because I, I would be pissed at losing 900 bucks uh, fiat or bitcoin yeah. especially bitcoin um but it just goes to show like she has a much bigger stack and it would have sucked if she would have took the advice to keep it on the mobile wallet never learned about you know uh, custody single sig or multi and that could have been her whole stack yeah that fast Thanks to the doofy Apple rep that decided to give this dumb advice. But I did tell her, I was like, look, never reset your phone at a store anyways. Go mm -hmm. home. Yeah. Take your fucking time. Go through your contact list. Like, what the fuck are you listening to the Apple person for? Well, that Apple person just cost you $900 of Bitcoin. So that's just a lesson for everybody. Not only do you need to get this shit off the devices, um, but in my sister's example, you probably need to learn faster than later. Uh, and stop letting iPhones accept you because that's just stupid. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah, man. So that's that literally just happened, and I felt bad. And yeah, there could have been a possibility where she could have done, and she knows about seed words, and Moon does give you seed words. It's like a weird like backup kit or some yeah. shit they call it. Or some well, there's like three different there's like three different ways you can back it up. It's like a proprietary I, nonsense though. Like no other wallet does it. 
Yeah, I chose the one where I don't have to rely on anybody else. I just put it well. And that's another thing, too, is like because it's a little bit of a weird thing, like you you have to have like the way that I chose, you kind of ironically have to have Moon. Yeah. Because uh, because it's not a BIP 39. It's like something some weird flavored uh, their flavor, uh, which is another thing like that uh, just makes me not trust it completely. So it's now this is my five dollar wallet. I've like, definitely <laughs> you know? I've definitely used it a lot less. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, because of the whole atomic swap thing and all that stuff and we're going into the weeds here. Mm -hmm. um, Fees are much higher. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning, when people were telling me that, I was like, yeah, you guys are just being cheap. But no, it, it's a thing. Yeah. It's more and more than it needs to be, too. It's like, well, wait a minute, what the fuck? Uh, sometimes three times more than what the network's even spitting out. So, yeah, I, I mean, quick payments, like you said, $5 wallet, debit card is how I like to think about it. Some quick farmer's market run. Mm -hmm. All right, you know, you got the lightning capability, you might as well do it. Um, but yeah, my sister's experience and everything that I just listed there. Um, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from, from Moon. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there isn't really many good options. Um, uh, I've had to revert to like uh, either sending directly to cold storage or my Cash App wallet. It's, mm -hmm. it's versatile enough to spit addresses out, receive addresses, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it, that's not where I want to be. I, I think, I don't know. Like it, it felt like 2021, it was big for wallets. And then I think now it's, not so big for wallets. Like there's a much innovation going on in that space. Uh, and I don't just mean from like a bit perspective. I mean, from a UI perspective as well. Like nobody's standing out as like, mm -hmm. Oh, this is like nice, useful. Right. Like a funny, funny wallet story. The other yeah. day I was, I was playing around with lightning, trying to withdraw my rewards from Bitcoin company. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> love their app. Love, love what they do. Yeah. Shout out to, to, to ben, the bands. ben and Ben, the yeah, bands, yeah. the council of bands. Y'all are all awesome. Definitely. But, uh, but I was, trying to withdraw from there i tried to send it to my moon wallet couldn't find a path okay what the fuck that's interesting yeah well let me try again nope didn't work okay it's definitely not working for right now let me try something else okay let me try strike let me yeah. try bring it in my strip couldn't find a path you know what worked what send it to fucking kraken really yeah because kraken supports lightning yeah and somehow they had a path there. And I was like, whoop, that just is worked. Weird. It was crazy. That happened to me a lot yeah. with Fountain going to Moon yeah. until uh, Fountain did the infrastructure update and uh, partnered with Zebedee. Mm -hmm. And now, like, it doesn't fail at all. Yeah. So I, I think it, it could be on um, the actual sender and not on Moon on that one. But maybe not. It could have been that Moon had no open paths or no liquidity or whatever. Yeah. But it happened to me a lot. Every time I would try to redeem from Fountain, uh, shout out to the listeners. Every time I would try to, like, pull from Fountain or whatever, uh, I would get that weird path ever. I would have to try a few times. And then, like I said, Zebedee infrastructure came in and it's been solid. It yeah. just comes out, whatever. So I don't know. Lightning is still tricky, but my point is, is that like, I would like a, a, a better solution than Moon. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think Blue Wallet is that solution. I know people would be saying, oh, you can connect Blue Wallet to your node and all that. Yeah, Lightning is trash on it though. Uh, or you need to be versed in Lightning to use it well. I want to try out Zeus, man. I've Phoenix, I've heard, is great. And I've downloaded it. But, like, they do that weird thing that, um, uh, what, fuck, I'm blanking on the name. The Basically, where you kind of need to, like, pay an, an initiation fee. Yeah, you, the channel open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like 3, 000, it's like 3,000 sats that automatic, like, when you when you. But go that's every transaction, no? Or is it just I, I don't open? think so. It's just when you when it opens the channel. Okay. Uh, at least that's what the app told me. I haven't haven't I've been looking to learn more about Lightning. And, yeah. And it's, uh, first when I pulled down Phoenix Wallet and I uh, and it's I a beautiful it wallet oh, though. Man, it looks so great. So I can't good. wait to start using it. But I yeah. was like I was a little bit like, okay, well let me just be intentional with my testing whenever I figure out what I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, and I think um, I think that might have been one of the reasons that I 
it, like when I was just telling you about my withdrawal story, I don't, I don't think I had Phoenix at that time. And so that might've been why I didn't try that. And I went to my Kraken because sure. I was just like, what has lightning that I have on my phone? And, yeah, and, yeah. and I knew Kraken had, had done that. And so, you know, kudos to them. Um, you know, they do have a, uh, they do like Bitcoin, uh, as opposed to Coinbase. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, uh, so yeah, I want to, want to mess around with Phoenix. I want to mess around with Zeus. I want to get my own lightning node and, and all that stuff going. been, been looking to, to learn more about that. It's about time, but, uh, oh, but there's luck. some other exciting things out there too. Good luck with the lightning yeah. node. Yeah. yeah. Like the wallets is cool. And I don't know what turned me off about Phoenix, uh, Phoenix. Maybe I just had something, but I don't know. But like node management on the lightning mm-hmm. is just fucking it's too much. I've been looking for another career, Jose. Like yeah, yeah, you know, that's what it is. Not not to, not to replace mine, but to occupy more of my time. Oh, well, and you cons- found it, bro. Suck myself down into another rabbit hole, dude. Inbound <laughs> and outbound liquidity is a fucking nightmare. It, right. it is just like, and then the, the thing is, is that even when you have it, you still get failures. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, it's very, it's it's infant. It's what it is. It's yeah. still developing. But um, you know, I, I when I first got my Raspberry Blitz early twenty twenty one. Lightning was still like a node intensive thing. Like it wasn't really many wallets that were giving you inbound and outbound channels. Um, and I, I went through a whole one-on-one of it and I tried it for a while and I did my best. But boy, was there always some shit about some shit wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, you got to make this. Oh, you got to restart the node now. Oh, you got to make sure that when you restart the node, now you don't lose your channels. And it was, so, it, was it was literally a full-time job. Jeez. And maybe it's gotten better. Uh, I have a Start9 Embassy Suite and I installed like um, uh, LND. Uh, I even installed C Lightning to see if I could see which one is better or whatever. Uh, but once I get to the point where it was like, now it's time for inbound and outbound, I, I'm good. I got like PTSD from early 2021. I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing this. And it requires you to put up the stats, rightfully yeah. so. You got to, you know, you, you're not going to open a channel for five bucks. No. Like, nobody's going to pay you shit unless no, value for value. Yeah. You can definitely sure. open up an inbound channel or have a channel opened up to you with like five bucks because right now value for value is also infant and you're probably getting some sats here and there. You're mm-hmm. not really getting anything big. So it can handle that. But um, when talking in bits was early on, I was actually trying to open up a merch store, right? I had like that one sweater. I don't know if you've seen it uh, that has like the big, it says uh, hodl on or something, uh, hodl mm-hmm. class or something. I forgot what it was. I oh, have yeah, it I think closet. I have seen that one. Yeah. yeah. So like I got a lot of feedback from people saying like, I want to buy that. Yeah. So I was like, hey, bro, we're not talking bits merch store. And it, you know, I had some designs going. It was really nice. And then I was like, I'm going to get paid only in Bitcoin. And then it was like, well, if you want somebody to pay you for a $50 sweater over lightning, good luck. Like mm-hmm. you're going to have to have massive liquidity and then they're going to have to have the path. And it's, you just have to have a lot of channels open for them to find you mm-hmm. on chain is great, but then it doesn't settle right away. Right. So like, I, I, I just, I, I just dropped it from there and I was like, fuck it. So TLDR full-time job, get ready for it. There's a bunch of people out here that can help you with it and they're mm-hmm. great. But um, to me, it's just the, the, unless you're working on it, um, it's, it's the trade-off is not there. It's just not worth the time uh, yet. Good to know. Uh, yeah. But maybe you, know, you find some fascination with it. I know our Tom here, you know, he had one of the biggest routing nodes, mm-hmm. lightning nodes around at the time. Mm-hmm. But I talked to him about a, a month ago or whatever, a little while ago. And even he told me, he was like, man, I had to put that, that node down. Like, it's just a difficult and old yeller it, huh? Yeah, he's just like, uh, he's like, I told him, I was like, hey, I need help with, you know, uh, I think it was a sea lightning question. I was like, hey, it's lightning, lightning. And then we talked about nodes. And then he was like, yeah, I shut mine's down. It's, like, it's just too much to maintain. And yeah, I mean, you got to babysit the shit. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm sure there's passive income that can happen. There's people that are making routing fees and stuff like that. Sure. But like, how much are you making? Like, is it worth all that time? I, yeah. I would argue not. 
Yeah. I remember seeing some figures, maybe one, two percent APY kind of on, would, on on the Bitcoin that yeah. you're essentially locking up. And there. your node would have to be well connected. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, not only well shit. connected, but running like a fine tuned machine all the time. Yeah. Yep. And if you take a vacation and it goes down day one, well, guess who's fucked? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I gotta cut this. My wife is killing me here. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Uh, but we should. I want to, if you if you don't mind typing this subject down for next time. Um, I actually talked to Parker about this when he went to play basketball a few weeks ago. But I, I want to talk about, uh, I don't know how to word it, but like too much Bitcoin. Like when it comes to like education and like uh, basically like you're so engulfed in something that you're turned off by it. I've, 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 I'm, I'm, I want to go down this path. Yeah. 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 I, I, I wanted to do it today, but I, yeah, I'm going to get killed if I keep going here. Okay. So. Uh, but yeah, that's an interesting conversation. Um, a little sneak peek of it for the listeners that are going to tune in next month for, um, yeah, man, I'm having a hard time staying connected, but I also think it's healthy to detach. Oh yeah. So, but we'll talk about it in the next one for sure. Next time. Yeah. Indeed. Kev, appreciate you, man. Episode three. We're going to keep these rolling in the books. Love it. Hey listeners, if you guys out there, as always, we support y'all. Uh, we both get a split from the show. Please boost, comment, let us know what you want to hear. Drop some topics there. Uh, come by to the studio. If you come by to the studio, you can also be part of the splits. That's the way this works. Contribute to the show. Get some sats back in love. Uh, I appreciate every single person that listens to not only the Under the Influence segments, but talking in bits. Uh, as you heard in the beginning of the episode, joking but not joking, uh, life is going really good, and I'm trying to figure out how to best take care of my family uh, before I selfishly take more time for myself, which is what Talking in Bits was. It was a lot of selfish time. Um, so don't be mad at me, y'all. I'm here. You can reach me. You can find me. But Talking in Bits, it's, besides these episodes, are on the shelf until I can figure out a better way to uh, make use of my time. So Yeah, guys. Uh, doors always open last sure. Friday of the month. Come on down to the commons, the TFTC studios. Hell yeah. As long as Marty graciously allows us to use this space. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, doors open. Would love to have you here. Uh, Want to get some more Bitcoiners in here. It'd be really great to have some different different people mixing up the conversation a bit. I agree. Um, and uh, Unchained yeah, listeners, time. bro. Every time I show up to basketball Saturday mornings, uh, numerous people ask me, yo, you guys, did you and Kev hit it up? Yeah, where the fuck were y'all? Yeah. That's, that's, my, that's my that's response funny. every time. I do get that question too. Man, we, I'm, I'm going to come back with that one next yeah, time. Yeah, like where the fuck yeah, were y'all? Yeah, 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 I agree. I mean, I thought we were going to get some people for sure because when I left the office a little while ago, it seemed like everybody was wrapping up their day and yeah. they would come over. Uh, but we're, we're getting a reputation, at least internally here. Of what? Good or bad uh, reputation? Of, of that we're doing something on a, on the last Friday of the month that, they, that uh, it's mean, a, there's awareness. We got to jump in that slack and remind people more. That's not true. like the That's day true. of or the moment before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I don't I don't want nobody to feel pressured. I mean, yeah. mics and cameras scare the shit out of people, bro. Especially well, Bitcoiners. Good thing we only got half of that now. Just a mic for now, y'all. Yeah, yeah. But like even microphones, like people are worried about like how people are going to take what they say. Mm. And like I've, I'm very like, I'm going to use ericacin, but I'm very ericacin about my shit where it's like, Fuck whoever don't like it. Yeah. Like, just shut the shit off. Whatever like, comes out of my mouth is whatever comes out. Yeah, I'll yeah. But a lot of people, uh, I don't know if it's more of like their image or if it's more like I just don't want to regret it. They really worry about microphones in their face. Like, <laughs> they like really shy. Where I've had, I'm not going to dox them. I've had some conversations with people that are like, I would love to, but. Mm. And it's usually revolved around like, I don't want people to really think or hear that side of me or all this. And it's like. Man, that's a tough life to live because, like, you guys know me uh, on the mic and off the mic. I'm about as transparent as it gets. It's one of those things. We're on a rock hurling through space around a giant ball of fire. Get behind the microphone. For Let's real. Go.
what a bunch of people confused at what they were supposed to be, a boy or a girl. But that's a different combo too. <laughs> that's a different show, sir. That's a whole different. Yeah, I've been I've been upset about that lately. But maybe we could talk about that next month. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, but Kev, appreciate you, man. You too, sir. And uh, whoever's uh, whatever, whenever you listen to this episode, have a great Fourth of July. Don't get your hand blown off. Uh, don't shoot nobody. <laughs> and dependence, we've already gotten that. We don't need that anymore. Uh, but yeah, man, appreciate it. Make sure you understand the Declaration of Independence and what exactly it is these founding fathers were declaring independence from. Mm, that's a way to end it. You going Tuesday to Buckton? Absolutely. I'll be there as well. Awesome. Because, uh, yeah, that's that's actually one of the highlights is there. It's like, rarely do I get anybody exposing me to the Declaration of Independence. And sure, I could go Google the shit. It's, but it's more than just declaring independence from a country. 100%. And we should feel bad that we got into the state that we're in. Yep. But, yep. That's a whole nother show as well. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Kev. All right, we're signing off. Appreciate you, bro. See ya. <laughs>